Bez Hashem. We continue Shmir Salash and Shar Tvuna Perik Dalashin 148, where the Chavetz Chaim brings a very powerful Gemara that we've quoted a few times in Shabbos Kupchav Zayin with Beis. I highly recommend everyone to take a look at that Gemara that focuses on judging people favorably. And it brings a mice. You know, a person will say, well, to what degree do I have to judge someone favorably? To what degree? And the Gemara doesn't tell us a Maisa. That's in a sound, to some degree, quite absurd. I should judge someone favorably to such a level, to such a level? And when you see the answer is yes. And there's a Maisa where two people, but two people, one person was a boss, and he hired a worker. And the worker worked for three years. And then, after three years' time, he wants to go home. He wants to bring some money back to his family. And he goes to the boss and says, okay, it's time for me to leave. By the way, it was Erev Yom Kippur. This mice took place. It's Erev Yom Kippur. Right, right before Yom Kippur. Very timely in the calendar date. And the boss says to him, I don't know how to tell you this. I, I don't have any money to pay you. You don't have any money to pay me. Um, okay, well, how about fruits? How about fruits? Produce? Can you give me something that I can bring back to my family in that in that form? He says, I wish I could. I don't have any. And every single possible request was responded with, I don't have. I don't have. I'm sorry, I don't have. Imagine this. Imagine you work for somebody for a week. Just a week. And you're hired and at the end of the week, you intend to get your paycheck. And you come, and you come, and say, okay, uh, I'm ready. Ready for what? Well, well you know, it's like it's the end of the week, you know, uh, uh, you know, you can pay me now. I'm ready for the check. And he says to you, I, I apologize, it was some crazy thing happened. You won't, you won't believe it. And you, say, you tell him, you're probably right, I won't believe it. Can I just have the check now, please? He says, I don't have any money. You know, money. I've been working at the cash register the whole entire week, clicking away over there. I see all the cash coming in. What do you mean I don't have any money? Listen to this mice. Leich no re'ei. The mice of the Shabbos. Says the Chavetz Chaim. Come and see what the Gemara in Shabbos, the Kufchav Zayin of Beis tells us. Mimene yilma the Odom Ayosher. And from that Gemara, we have to learn that we have to judge each and every person favorably. Even if the only possible explanation is extremely unlikely. So right away the Chavetz Chaim is starting off by telling us this is not just by these two individuals. 
this worker and his boss. This applies to each and every one of us. And at the end of the Maisa, I'm going to share with you the names of the people who this happened with. Says the Gemara. One who judges someone favorably. If you judge someone else favorably, in Shemayim, they judge you favorably as well. And this applies not just to your neighbor, not just the person who parked his car right next to your car, and that was, you literally have to hold your breath to squeeze in, to somehow, on both sides, you're squished, to somehow open the door, and you're wondering, what in the world is going on here? How can someone do this? How am I supposed to get into my car? Has this ever happened to anybody? This happens sometimes. And you have an appointment to get to, and this also applies to spouses. Husband to judge his wife favorably, a wife to judge husband favorably, a principal to judge a student favorably. We're human, and we see things, and we, we compute, and we act without even intending to be judging. I remember I was once talking to a, a Rebbe. His back was to the field, and I was facing him, and I was facing the, the baseball field. So I see a ball gets hit into the outfield, and the young boy, I don't know, seventh grader, is running to get the ball. As he bends down to pick up the ball, his yarmulke falls off. At that moment, the Rebbe turns around. So what does he see? He sees the boy without the yarmulke on the head. Now I saw the whole picture. He was running, running, running. He's playing baseball. The ball went past him. He bends down, and as he bent down quickly, his yarmulke fell off. The Rebbe says to him, put on your yarmulke. So I didn't say anything to the Rebbe. It wasn't my place. It wasn't my job. What? And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, uh, yeah, okay, listen. Oh. Back in the Gemara. Says the Chavetz Chaim. Let's see to what extreme, to what degree, we are obligated to judge the next person favorably. And this, if we can work on this and implement this reality into our lives, it's life-altering, life-changing. You know, people say, you know, they get the, the, the advertisements, this will change your life. Rabbi Sai, this will change your life. If you integrate it into your life. There's a person, story the person, who went down from the Golil Elyon. And he went down to a certain person to work for him for three years. Three years' time. Please remind me once again, if I don't say it at the end of this year, to tell you who these people were. But don't forget that the Chavetz Chaim is telling us this is a responsibility on every single one of us. 
Erev Yom Kippurim, Amar Loi, it was Erev Yom Kippur, and the employee went to his boss and said, okay, time for me to go home. Tainli Schari ve'elich ve'ozun es ishti uvanai. Please, give me my check. And I want to go to my family and help buy some food for them. It's Erev Yom Kippur now. When I eat tomorrow, I have to... Now I have to feed him today. It's a mitzvah, mitzvah raisa, to eat today. What does the boss say? Omer loy, any mos. Sorry, I don't have any money for you. Could you imagine the response of the of the of the employee of the worker? What do you mean, how many money? I've been, for three years, I've been working for you. What, what, where, where'd the money go? Amaloi, okay. You don't have any money? Tainly Paris. So pay me my wages with the produce that I that I, I work for you. Something came out from this. Amaloi, Amy. Says, I'm sorry. I don't have any. You have no money? You have no Paris? You have no produce? Tainly Behema. You know what? Pay me in the, in the form of animals. The sheep, the cow, the something, the horse, the livestock. I don't have any. I think the average person would be, rather be smoking, fuming mad, becoming shuni from it. So the worker says to him, listen, pillows, blankets, something. I have to go home to my family. What am I going to show up with nothing? Cushions. Some say, give me some land, the value of land. Every single request was responded, was met, if only I don't have, I'm sorry. You know those pictures when you see the, the person and throws a little stick over his shoulder with a little package? It was a very small package because he had nothing to go home with. Throws it over his shoulder, dejected, rejected, and starts going home. After three years of working, he has nothing to show for it. Now, we could stop right here. And we could say, okay, we know because Baruch runs the world. Hashem's in charge. And we just have to accept everything from Hashem. The Gemara continues, though. So once again, when did we say this took place? Erev Yom Kippur. Erev Yom Kippur. After Sukkis, the boss, the homeowner, he took the worker's salary along with three donkey loads of goods. On one 
of the donkeys he had food, one of the donkeys he had drinks, and one of the donkeys he had sweet delicacies. And he traveled to the worker's house. Now, let's, let's just add to this. One of the most busiest times of the year, one of the most busiest times that we need money, every Yid is Yantif. He went home to his family. He had no money. He had nothing. Holachloi. After they ate some of the food and they drank some of the drink and the homeowner, the boss, gave the wages to his employee, wrote out a check, gave him the cash, if maybe even. So the homeowner asked a question and he said as follows, when you asked me, okay, I have to go home to my family and feed them. Can you please pay me now? And I said, I'm sorry, I don't have anything. I don't have any money. What were you thinking? What were you chasing me with? What were you thinking about me now? You work for three years and I tell you I don't have anything to pay you? What were you thinking? So the person responds back. The worker responds. Amarti, I said to myself, Shemo prakmatio bizol nizdamlucho lekachto behen. I said, you know what? Since halachically I didn't finish working yet, so you had money, and a good business deal came up, where merchandise was available for a very very good price. And you used that money, I mean, money was somewhere, and you bought, you made an investment. So you don't have any liquid now. You don't have anything to pay me with. That's what I thought. Because if, you, if it's a worker's time to leave, and you have the money at that moment, you have to pay. That's the halacha. But if he wasn't ready to leave, and you had money that you can invest, and a very good business deal comes up, you're allowed to invest it. Next question. The homeowner, the boss, asked the worker. In the time when I asked, when you asked me, so give me some animals. I worked for three years. It's worth something. And I told you, sorry, I don't have any animals. What were you thinking now? I said to myself, maybe these were leased to other people. You know, maybe you're leasing to Uber, to Lyft, who knows what. You're making some money. And, and you don't have them here now. And when you ask, so give me some karko according to some versions of the Gemara, the text. Give me some land. What do you think about me? Maybe it's also leased to other people. And he goes further. 
But you asked me for fruit. I told you I don't have any. What were you thinking now? I said, maybe. Shema Eina Musoris. Maybe you didn't take off miser on them. Pillows and blankets. You asked me for pillows and blankets. What were you th- And I told you, I'm sorry, I can't give you, I don't have any. What are you thinking now? Amarti said the worker, Shema Higdish Kol Maybe you are Makdish. You sanctified all of your nechasim, all of your property, these items, to the base of Mikdash. To Shemayim. Not base of Mikdash itself, but to Hashem. To Shemayim. You ready for this now? The employee, the boss says to the employee, says to the worker, Oh my loy, Every single step of the way, what you thought of what happened to my money, what happened to the animals and the pillows, and everything you thought of is exactly what happened. This is a true story. This is not a martial rabbi side. This is a true Maisa Shahaya Kahaya. We are a few days before. Yom Kippur. It's Erev Yom Kippur. It's Kemat to the day that this Misa happened centuries ago. This is brought down in the Gemara. And I'm going to tell you with the people's names in a minute. Va'ata said the boss, Kishem Shedonanti Lizhus, same way you would done me, you judge me favorably, Hamokoin Yodun Oischo Lizhus, Hakodesh Borchu should judge you favorably as well. The Chain Muvashom the Gemara, Oidin Yonin, Chavetzchai now continues and says, Look in the Gemara of other aspects of judging people favorably. But I want to bring out the most important part, what I believe, of this piece is what the Chavetz Chaim is telling us is that it's not just by the boss who was Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkinus of the greatest of the Tanaim. And it's not just by the employee, the worker, by someone of, by the name of Akiva before he became the great Rabbi Akiva. This is not just by them. But the Chavetz Chaim said to us, each and every one of us, from this story in the Gemara, Yilmad Ha'odom Lodun Afilu from this story the straight Adamayasha person will learn that we have to judge each and every one of us favorably, each other favorably. Even if the possible reason as to why the person might have done what he did is so far out in left field. 
Chavetz Chaim is telling us the responsibility is on us to judge that person favorably. That's what we have to take out from here. Not to walk in and say, well, of course, that was Rabbi Kiva, you know, I'm such a great person. First of all, this is Rabbi Kiva before he became such a great person. That's number one. But the Chavetz Chaim is telling us, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror itself. You can do this. Not only can you, you have to. Like I said in the previous year, a suggestion, an etzah, to help ourselves. Looking at other people and judging them favorably. Try to train ourselves to love each other. To love each other. And like I said in the previous year, that if your brother takes your seat in shul, you come and sit next to him. You come to shul and someone else takes your seat, and it's that one person who you push it, you know, you really have to work on a lot of the Mekayim V'Hatarech Kamaycha. He's always leaving those dirty tissues behind. They're always falling out of his pocket. You sit down, you don't need these presents left behind. He's parking his car in a slant, so he takes up two spots, comes out with a big smile, doesn't even realize what he just did. Yes, even that person. And I'm talking to myself. I don't want to come sit down and see dirty tissues all over my seat where I usually sit. I would not appreciate that. Or the leftover coffee cups. You drink, throw it out. But you know what? If it's my brother that did this, okay, I'm a little more, okay, you know, I might say something to my brother. I probably will. I most definitely will. Well, and I might not say something to someone else. But that's the starting point. And then it makes it much easier. And the beautiful, powerful lesson of the responsibility, the responsibility we have, that the Chavetz Chaim is telling us, even if the only way to find the possible explanation for what's going on over here is so far-fetched, Still, this is why Kosh Baruch was saying, Dan Likavskos. We should all be zoich to have this to love everyone properly, with a proper Avas Yisrael. And then we'll be able to make Kaim. That Hashem will judge us favorably because we judged other people favorably.